Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 61 and session number 13 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions that you submit by voicemail, and I go ahead and answer them on Fridays. Now, something a little strange here. It's the 13th episode. It's a Friday. Does that make it kind of like Friday the 13th? I mean, some of you that are superstitious and myself, nah, I don't think it matters. It's not the 13th of the month. Anyway, I think it's going to be an awesome episode because I've got a lot of great questions here. Now, if you're brand new and you haven't heard one of these shows, this is where I actually answer questions from the listeners, you. And you can actually submit your question by heading over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask. And you can go ahead and leave a voicemail, and I'll go ahead and do my best to answer it here live on one of these upcoming shows. Now, before we jump into these questions, I love these questions, by the way. I love it that you guys send these in because it really gets me or it allows me to connect with you, and I really love it. Now, let me just bring up something here. I did an interview. It was, uh, let's see, the beginning of the week, last Monday, I believe it was. So whenever you're listening to this, doesn't really matter. Episode number 56 with Greg Mercer, who is doing really, really well in his Amazon business and just recently started adding private label to his business uh, just about 12 months ago. And he's really, really doing well. He also developed a uh, an extension for Google Chrome where you can actually search and use this tool to help you actually cut down on the time it takes to research products. Well, after I actually interviewed him, I had a lot of emails. He received a lot of emails. Everyone was really, really pumped up about that. The Facebook group was blowing up. Everyone really enjoyed that. So I wanted to just bring it back to your attention. If you did not listen to that episode and you wanted to listen to it, you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 56, or you can just head over to the blog and you can just go in the little search box there and type in Greg Mercer. Uh, He really broke things down as far as how he finds products, whether you use a tool or not, and uh, he actually gave away some cheat sheets and stuff for for different categories and just a lot of good stuff, but I I got so many emails from that, and I want to thank him once again, and I'll probably have him come on again in the in the future, we can go ahead and dig a little deeper in different areas of his business. Now, with that all being said, I also wanted to mention the workshop because some of you have either been to a past workshop or you want to attend the most recent one. You can go ahead and check that out at theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop if you're interested. Now, I wanted to point something out. I got a lot of emails from UK listeners or just international listeners in general saying like, Scott, the workshops that you're doing are great, but I can't attend them because my time is like 2 or 3 a.m. in the morning. Is there any way that you can do a replay or is there any way that you can do one for us? So I haven't really decided yet, but we might possibly do one at a different time slot. And I'll let everyone know on that. So if you did sign up to a past workshop, you'll get all the information on that. And again, you can get all the information about that by heading over to that link and seeing when the next one will be held, okay? It's a totally free workshop. We actually break down all of the steps to you know finding your product, launching your product, and promoting your product, all right? Now, before we do dive into these awesome questions that you guys submitted, I did want to give a little shout out to my iTunes peeps because uh, you guys are awesome because you're leaving uh, you're leaving feedback, you're leaving reviews, you're letting me know that this is helpful and that you appreciate what I'm doing, and that really motivates me to want to keep doing this. And I read these every single 
week. So I want to, again, thank you so much for doing this, and I wanted to just give a little shout out here as inspiration, but also to thank you for uh, actually doing this. Uh, our ratings are, are really climbing and, and the rankings and all that stuff, and that's because of, because of you guys. So the one I wanted to call out here is from, uh, let's see, it is from LSales23. And this one here, great FBA podcast, was the subject line or the headline, five stars. This podcast is awesome. It provides as much info, if not more, for free than others are selling out there for thousands of bucks. The Getting Started podcasts are great, and I love the interviews with the people that are having success. They provide great info on how to get going. Keep up the great work, Scott. And if you are brand new and you did want to check out those start podcasts that I already created a while back, you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash start, and you can go ahead and find those in sequential order over there. Totally free. They're over there for you waiting. All right, so with that being said, let's go ahead and dive into the first question, and I'm going to go ahead and give you my answer. Hey, Scott. Nick, I uh, was given your um, podcast today by a friend on the East Coast. It's episode number eight. Absolutely fantastic content. I was blown away to find such quality content uh, and the person that's easy to listen to. I'm kind of gotten turned off podcasts with these whiny kids and they're, you know, going on and on about their internet prowess. But this stuff here is really good content. My question today, I've been an e-seller for three or four years. I'm only an individual seller, though. Is there an advantage to the pro account? Like, what what else does that give you? Is it just um, the Amazon advertising or or what else? Because I've just landed a new product that I'm I'm bringing in that's going to be absolutely wonderful. It's perfect price, perfect weight, shippable, and it's from the United States. So... And there's huge numbers of searches for this product. Um, so I think um, that's pretty much all I want to know. Uh, should I go pro or what say you? Okay, and keep up the great work. Hey, Nick, thanks so much for the question. And uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't even answered this one ever before, and it's surprising because it is something that you need to consider when starting your business. Now, if you're just starting, getting your feet wet, then just a basic account will do you just fine. But with a professional seller's account, it is there is a fee to that. It's $39.99, I think, as of uh, the time I'm recording this. But you do get benefits, okay? And if you're going to do this and make money at it, it's definitely going to pay for itself time and time again, okay? Because number one, it's going to give you discounted seller's fees, okay? Basically, there's a, usually a 99-cent uh, item fee, and uh, I think that's, I believe that, that that entirely is waived for the professional selling plan. Um, so you get that. You also get some uh, volume listing and order management tools, and um, you get also access to uh, Amazon's marketplace, the web services, so you have API-type things that you can connect with third-party softwares and all that stuff. And um, you also get eligibility for featured merchant status, which, again, that kind of works with uh, the buy now uh, box and stuff like that if you're doing retail ARB. But the main things that I see it as is you get access to like reports, you get access to pay-per-click, you know, the Amazon uh, sponsored ads, uh, you get, you get all of that stuff. You even get some, I mean, they, they send you emails every now and then to kind of help you, you know, kind of grow your business because they want you to grow. I mean, you as a professional seller, they want you to sell product because the more you sell, they make. I mean, if you've listened to any of my income reports, you know that they make quite a bit of money on me and I'm just a little guy. I mean, the guys out there that are making a hundred thousand a month and stuff, man, I mean, they're, they're killing it, right? So, um, 
those are kind of like the basic surface level things, but there's probably more that I'm not even mentioning here. But the big thing here is if you're if you're going to be selling and, and they, they kind of say like 40 items or more, then it's going to pay for itself because there's your dollar per you know item fee and that's going to be waived. So, you know, I definitely think just with the reporting, seeing that stuff, the, the Amazon uh, sponsored ads, the pay-per-click, the management tools, um, all of that stuff is definitely, definitely going to pay for itself. And like I said, if you're going to treat this as a real business, I mean, 40 bucks a month, I mean, again, it's a tax write-off as well. I mean, it's a business fee. So I personally, if you're starting this, the first thing I would do is definitely get a seller's, uh, the, the pro account. Uh, definitely, definitely would do that. So I hope that that's answered your questions. Hey, and great job, by the way, because you sound like you've already kind of got your feet wet, you're, you've got some momentum going, but definitely now, if you've got a product that you're excited about and you think that's going to be selling 40 or more a month, uh, it's going to definitely pay for itself over and over again. Not to mention, you're going to have all the tools and access to all of that stuff that's going to help you tweak your listings and it really would, I mean, the reports to me, I look at the reports every single day and it just tells me your conversion rates. It, it, it tells you, you know, are you, you know, are you, uh, or how many SKUs you're selling? So if you have a bunch of SKUs, it's going to break all that down for you um, daily. Um, there's just so much. So yes, I definitely think that anyone doing this that wants to treat this as a business and wants to sell product, definitely I would go after the professional selling plan. So I hope that's answered your question and anyone anyone out there listening, uh, yes, I would say go for it, all right? So with that being said, let's go ahead and listen to the next question and I will give you my answer. Hi, Scott. This is Richard Brown from North Yorkshire in the UK. First of all, thanks for creating a great podcast. Um, I've just going through them all at the moment and they're all really interesting and giving me loads of hints and tips about how I can move my business forward. Uh, it's also great that, um, you know, that you do this for free. Um, and also there's some great, um, great stuff going on in the Facebook group, really useful advice there as well. Um, what I'd like to know, Scott, is I've got several products that complement each other on Amazon. Um, and I wonder if you've got any hints, tips or strategies that we could use to um, cross promote or upsell these products. Thanks again. Bye. Hey, Richard. Thanks so much for the question. Glad to hear you're from the UK too. Got a lot, a lot of listeners in the UK and some of you that want me to do a workshop at your time zone. So I'm going to try to work on that. But uh, hey, thanks so much uh, for the question. And it's a great question. And I love it that you already have products going because we usually don't talk too much about this. Is that actually how we can actually now um, optimize what you already have? And there's a few things that come to mind right away. And this is what I would ask you if we were sitting down having a cup of coffee or tea together. This is what I would say. Number one, are you using the product area below, below the description? I believe it's below the description. It's in that area where you can actually run a little promotion down there. It's like a little promotions area that you can control on the back end. Now, we just talked about the, the uh, seller's uh, pro account. This is another feature it gives you. You can do coupons. You can do you know discounts. You can do all of that stuff. And this also gives you that feature where now you can turn that on in your listing and it'll show in your listing. So you can say, you know, buy one of these and get 10% off of product B. Uh, so you can actually cross-promote your own products inside of these boxes. So if you just go to your promotions, you're going to go ahead and see that you can give either a dollar amount off or a discount. Uh, and then from there, you can give the stipulations like product A needs to be purchased. And if it is, then they can get 
10% off of product B or $5 off product B. So that's a great way to cross promote. And you can do multiple ones of this. And there's literally, when you do this, there's actually a call to action box right there in the promos tab. So I would look into that. I think that's a huge opportunity for you, especially if you're already getting traffic from one, two, three, or four products, right? And that's what I always talk about is building this product line because as you build this product line, you're able to now expose your other products to the same customer. So that's why I don't know why anyone would go and create a brand with one product, then another brand with another product, and another brand with another product that didn't relate to each other. It's like you're starting all over again. I would try to build that product line out to at least three to five products. Um, at least, and that would complement it because you can take that one customer and turn them into uh, you know a customer that buys three products from you. So you just you know you just uh, created more value for them, but you also created a larger checkout for them. Okay, so that's one thing. Um, the second thing is is I would ask you: Are you currently trying to build a customer list, email list from your current products? And there's a lot of you know. Yes, you can do this. I don't know. You don't. I don't think you can do that. And and let me just tell you my feelings on this. Okay, and then this is what I'm currently doing is you know if you go ahead and you have an insert card inside of your package. Okay, what you can do is you can have like a warranty card. Okay, or a registration card because if you're going to give a warranty, a lot of times you got to have them register for the warranty. So a great way to do this, and I believe by myself reading the terms of service. Now, again, if you're a little, you know, unsure of this and you don't want to take a chance on it, then contact seller support and ask them. I personally don't see a problem with it because I see all of the major companies doing it like Sony, uh, you know, or any, any major brand, whenever you buy something, there's like a card in there that tells you to, or asks you to put in your information. So this way here, you can register the product. So this way here, if you do have a problem a year from now, they can, when you contact them, they're going to have you on record. So that's what I would definitely suggest is trying to get them to fill out a registration form. And an easy way to do this is to buy a special domain name from like GoDaddy or Bluehost or wherever you want to get it from, and then create a nice, easy web uh, URL. Okay. And then what you want to do is point that to a landing page or a squeeze page as they call it. And I use lead pages. Okay. It's leadpages.net. And what I do is I just create a page and then it has like, you know, to register your, you know, whatever product. And then from there it just says, enter your name and email address. And you can even put other fields if you want to. I just do name and email. And then from there they'll be registered. Uh, they'll be registering their product. But a lot of times that's not enough to get them to do that. So what I also do is I say, register your uh, product for the warranty. Okay. And then also you'll receive updates on, you know, whatever videos or guides or, um, you know, different tips and techniques to use the product. Okay. And you can even have a little incentive there, download a guide instantly, right? You can just be creative with it. But what you don't want to do is have them enter their email address and then push them to a product externally. That's not within Amazon. If you point them to a product externally, I think Amazon can have a problem with that. Okay, so that's why I would never do that. Your biggest goal here is to get that customer on an email list. This way, if you launch a new product, you can push that customer now all the, you know, immediately over to your new product. And if it's on Amazon, that's going to help you sell on Amazon. It's going to help you get ranked and all that stuff. But also, if something ever happens inside of Amazon with your account, you now have that email address that you can push those people to your e-commerce store.
So it's really, really important that you think of it that way. Now, again, there's a few different steps there. You know, you got to create a landing page and you got to create a thank you page. And you got to have an email provider that allows you to, to do like an autoresponder series. Uh, and that's very easily done if you use tools. Like I said, I use aweber.com for my autoresponder. And then I use uh, lead pages for the landing page and the thank you page. And then I just set up an automatic message that give that they get an email uh, immediately. And then this here just says, hey, thank you so much. You're registered. And also here's a few free gifts and or here's uh, here's a link to the resources I promised. And then from there, they're in. And now you have that customer in your database. So that's how I would do it. Now, again, if you're a little leery on that or you're not sure, then go ahead and contact the uh, seller support and see what they say. Um, I personally have heard mixed uh, stories. I've heard some people say, no, they don't want you to do that. And I've heard some people say, yes, you can do that as long as you're not you know, pointing them to your e-commerce store. Um, but you just want to be upfront, but like I said, treat it as a warranty registration with some, you know, some updates and bonuses included in that. And I think you'll be fine. All right. So that's the other way. The third way that comes to mind, and this again is a little bit on that area is, you know, is it okay? Isn't it okay? I think it's okay. If, uh, if again, um, it's, uh, it's keeping them inside of Amazon and not like an external link. Uh, and I've done this myself and I still have it on, uh, two of my products, but basically there is you can use one of the images, not the main image because the main image has to be clean, white background, just the product or, uh, you know, a model using the product. Uh, but you can use the other uh, image spots as another way to show like your product being used with one of your other products. And then you can say, uh, you know, whatever, you know, receive a discount on, you know, use code, you know, and it'll be an Amazon code. It'll be an Amazon code. It won't be an external code. Use code XYZ428 uh, to receive 10% off of whatever. And then from there, they can enter that code in when they go ahead and uh, purchase that item. So that's another way to do it. So there's really three elements there. Let me just kind of cover them real quickly again for you and recap them. The very first way is to use the promotions tab inside of your pro account where you can basically create a coupon code. If they buy, you know, product A, then they get money off of product B. Okay. So that's the first thing. Second thing is try to get them on your email list externally through either a warranty registration or, you know, more resources to help with the product that they've just purchased. And then the third way is to use uh, an image or two to promote other products that are related to that product, showing the products being used together, but then using an Amazon coupon code for that. Okay. So I hope that's been helpful. And again, that's just three that come right to mind that if, again, if we were sitting down having a cup of coffee, that's exactly what I'd be talking about with you. And I'd say I'd implement those like right away. And I think you'll have really, really good results with that. All right. So with that question being answered now, hopefully being helpful, let's go ahead and listen to the next one and I'll give you my answer. Hey, Scott, my name's Brian and I'm a longtime listener. This is the third question I'm asking you. And so I find your podcast incredibly valuable and really helpful. So thanks a lot for all of your work. I have a question about Amazon PPC. I just heard a recent podcast that said you run three PPC campaigns per product, one auto campaign, one manual campaign of suggested keywords Amazon gives you, and one manual campaign of other keywords you can think of, maybe using the Google tool or something similar. Uh, my question is related to bids on each campaign. Do you uh, bid the exact same amount of money for each campaign, or do you stagger your bids, or do you bid higher for keywords that you know have been converting in the past? Um, I've been staggering my bids on different campaigns, and my results have been mixed. Um, sometimes when I bid 
bit higher, I actually have worse results. So I'm not just curious if you've had something similar happen to you or if you found a pattern in terms of when to bid higher and when to bid lower given certain keywords and certain campaigns. So I'd love to hear your response on this and thanks so much for your help. I really appreciate it. Take care. Bye. Hey, Brian, thank you so much for the third question. Uh, and I usually don't answer questions by the same person over and over again because I want to give everyone a chance. But this one definitely, definitely is a great question. And I think that other people might be thinking the same thing. And it's funny because right now I'm actually running an experiment with another campaign and I'm kind of getting some data back right now. But that's my point, really, with this whole thing, is everything you said, right, setting up the auto campaign, getting the data from there, using the suggested bids, using an, uh, you know, using your manual keywords that you think. Then from there, it's really learning, okay, from that, and then expanding out and trimming the ones that aren't working. So that's the basic model, okay? That's the, that's the basic model. Now, if you guys are brand new listening to this and you don't have, you know, you don't have no idea what I'm talking about, you're going to want to head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash PPC, and you'll go ahead and you'll see uh, kind of like the strategy that I implement. And actually, Greg Mercer that we just talked to has a very similar strategy. It's very simple, very basic, but very powerful, and it's something that needs to be tweaked. Now, the bidding, that is something that I've found the same thing. It's like sometimes you can bid higher, but then all of a sudden your ACOS, which is your cost of acquisition, it really goes down or up, or however you want to think about it, it gets worse because you're paying more per click. So here's just a little quick thing that I would suggest, and one of my good friends who's a pay-per-click ninja um, actually suggested this to me, and I actually followed his advice to the T, and that's kind of like the experiment that I'm running, but I'll just kind of give you an overview of kind of what I've done and what I would suggest anyone doing, is... Let's just say, for example, you now have run those three different campaigns, and now you're kind of building out like one campaign with like these, these golden keywords, as I call them, right? These ones that you, you feel are good, they're getting impressions, they're getting clicks, and hopefully they're getting sales. So from here, what I would do from that is I would just try to start low, you know, try to start at like 30 cents, let's say, right? Let it run a day. See if you get any impressions, if you don't get any impressions, then you know you're not bidding high enough. So then you might want to increase it to 50 cents or 60 cents. And then wait and see if you're getting any impressions. And then from there, if you're getting a few but not enough, then maybe you want to bump it to 75 cents. And then you keep doing this until you get enough impressions, enough clicks, and then if you start seeing that the sales are coming in. Now, if you've already had keywords that are converting, then you kind of already know how much it was costing for those to actually get clicked and how much it was costing to get them to convert, okay? But let's just say you did a blind test here, right? You got a whole nother list of keywords that you want to test. I would do that same exact strategy. I would put it into a manual campaign, and I would set my daily budget at like $25, and then from there, I would go ahead and I would start the bidding at $0.30, cents, let's say. And then I would see if I get any impressions and then I would go the next day and I would look and I would say, okay, I'm not getting enough impressions. I'm getting very few. Let's go ahead and bump it up. I'd go to 50 cents. And then the next day I'd check it again. Same thing. And this whole process until I would get up to where I started getting impressions. I just recently did this and the results are not hundred percent in, but it took me going up to almost $2 before I started to get some really, really good impressions. Now, the one thing I've noticed so far is I'm getting a lot of impressions. I'm getting some clicks. The clicks are a little bit more expensive now and they're not 
converting as of yet. Now I'm giving it a full two weeks before the data is, I'm going to allow the data to come in because some people, what they'll do is they'll run a pay-per-click campaign and they'll put the, the, you know, the money on it. You know, they'll put $25 on it. They'll put a high bid on it. They'll blow through their budget and then they'll look at it the next day and go, I didn't get any sales. Well, the thing is, is Amazon is really, really delayed in their data. And some people might add it to the cart, but they won't check out for three or four days. And then it still takes Amazon three to four days sometimes to report back the data. So what I usually do is I like to let it run a week and then I let it sit a week and then I go back and I'll look at it in 14 days, basically. Then I'll use that as my guide. Okay, this is how much I spent. This is how much, you know, uh, I, I brought in, in sales, was it worth it? Then I'll also look at the keywords and then I'll say, okay, let's see the keywords that got clicks. Let's see if they got sales. Oh, okay. They, some did, some didn't the ones that got clicks, but didn't get sales. I might pause them. Okay. And then I'll go ahead and I'll run it for another week because then I can just kind of start trimming the ones that aren't working and just, you know, put it, focusing the money on the ones that are, because think about this for a second. If you have keywords that are eating up your budget but aren't converting, it's not allowing your your keywords that are converting more time within the budget. Okay. Now, one other last thing I want to say is my my buddy that I just mentioned, who's like I said, a pay per click ninja. Um, he actually has two campaigns identical, and he has two different bids or two different uh, CPC bids, cost per click bids, one for daytime and one for nighttime. So that's something else you might want to test. You might want it, but you've got to manually go in and do this. So you might want to say, okay, I'm going to run it from seven o'clock in the morning till six o'clock at night. And then I'm going to pause it and I'm going to turn on the one from six o'clock at night to six o'clock in the morning, right? Or whenever you get up or whatever. And then you're going to do those. And then you're going to be able to see that nighttime bids might be less expensive than daytime bids. And then you're going to see which one converts there. So a really, really cool little strategy. But again, pay-per-click is something you're always going to want to be tweaking. You're always going to want to be testing. And, uh, there's a ton, a ton of gold there if you're willing to put the time and the effort in to really looking at it. So that's my suggestion, my suggestions, and uh, I love it that you're actually uh, testing and tweaking because it means that you're in there taking action, and you're going to see that once you start to get a rhythm here, uh, it's going to make a lot of sense, and uh, it can be it could be a game changer. All right, so thanks for the question, Brian, again, and I appreciate it. And uh, let's go ahead and listen to the next question, and I'll give you my answer. Hello, Scott. My name is Yuri, and I just wanted to say thank you so much for offering us this opportunity to learn and grow alongside with you. Your podcasts are amazing, and I believe that you're a truly amazing person for doing this. Now, here's my question. I am considering contacting the manufacturer, but I do not have a company name or a company that I could think of just yet because I don't quite know which product am I going to go with and I will probably name the company after the product so in these stages if I will be contacting them should I just make up a name and if I do just make up a name is that going to affect our relationship with a supplier in the future somehow perhaps or um, is it not going to matter at, at that point or can I just say well just ship it to my name and if I will say ship it to my name is it going to sound weird because I said that I'm a representative for the company uh, thank you so much and that should be all and I will be looking forward to the answer hey Yuri thank you so much for the question it's a good question and um, I'm not really sure if there's a definite answer to this, but I'll give you my thoughts on uh, on probably how I would approach this. Now, if you're talking to a U.S. supplier, which I think you said that you were, um, then yeah, I mean, they may be ones that will want to see that you have a 
business already running before they're going to even, you know, talk to you about giving you product. I know wholesale companies, that's one of their big things is, you know, knowing that you have an established business. They don't want to just give their products out or let people sell their products at will. Uh, So, yes, in some cases, it might be a good idea to do that. The problem is, is you're kind of still testing. You're still trying to see what product it's going to be. You're trying to figure out the brand before, you know, the product you have to find before you you establish the brand because if you see that it's not going to work, you don't want to put all this effort in there, and I get that. Um, but, you know, you may just want to be totally 100% honest and call them up and say, hey, you know, I'm looking to expand my business and I want to add your product or your product line to my business. It's an extension of my current business, or it's one that I'm going to be creating here, and I'm looking for suppliers right now. I seen your product. I mean, really praise them. Like, I seen your product. I love the quality of it. I think that uh, my my brand would, uh, you know, uh, would really represent it well. These are our plans. We're going to be doing this, 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 and this. Um, so you may want to be just 100% transparent and honest, and who knows, maybe that will be what you you need to do to get started. Now, if you're dealing with overseas or China, you know, a lot of times there, uh, you can just go ahead and just come off as you're already an established company. They're not going to do any back search on you. I actually give a detailed email when, when contacting suppliers. If you or anyone else is interested in uh, checking out my little template that I created, uh, you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash six. That is episode six, but it's just the number six after theamazingseller.com. And uh, you can see and you can listen to that particular podcast where I kind of go over that. So I hope that's been helpful. I know it wasn't a direct answer, but it really is going to depend on the, uh, you know, the company that you're dealing with. And sometimes, you know what, honesty is best. And it's not that you're being dishonest when you're, you know, telling them that you're a business or whatever. It's just, you know, you're not an established business. So you know, you in order to be one, you'd have to go through all of the things to become one. You know, and um, in this case, again, you might just want to be like, "Hey, I'm going. I'm in the beginning stages of building this business, and I, I really like your product, and I would love to offer it. Um, what, what, you know, what do I have to do to sell your product um, or to be able to private label your product?" Um, so again, I think in this case, that might be your best avenue. If you're dealing with overseas or China, uh, then you probably want to just go ahead and uh, check out that supplier's template that I use and uh, and use something similar to that. All right, so I hope that's been helpful. And uh, let's go ahead and listen to one more question. we got time for one more. I'll give you my answer, and then we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Hi there, it's uh, Julian Hadley here. Uh, we're just starting some uh, Amazon training uh, in the UK, uh, myself and my wife, and uh, got sent a link. Uh, to yourself uh, by uh, one of those guys uh, that's on our course and um, really interested to to read a bit more about you and find out uh, how you sort of got to be so successful so quickly. Um, We're at that stage where we're trying to find a a new product uh, and a new market, um, uh, chicken and egg, uh, whether just to find a product uh, or whether to find the market first. But I suppose it is down to that sort of uh, finding that right product um, and just really any advice that you can give us on that. Um, uh, we know the basics, you know, we're trying to keep it uh, lightweight, we're trying to keep it in the sort of 15 to $40, um, but it's, you know, it's whether it does it matter which product it is or which market it's in, uh, or if you've got a few sort of a, 
four or five uh, ideal products that you you think uh, we could we could deal with. Uh, that that would be great if you could uh, let me know. Okay, thank you very much. And it's Julian Hadley. Thank you. Hey, Julian, thank you so much for the question. And uh, I really wanted to answer this one here because we do have people that are new, brand new, um, even just listening to this show. And uh, I want to thank you and everyone else listening that are new. But I'm going to go right back to the very beginning of this episode where I mentioned if you're brand new, you should check out the start page. Okay. And that can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash start. And it really gives details as far as my entire story on how I got started, what the steps are I took moving forward, and they've changed a little bit, okay? And the other thing I would mention is the workshop that I do. I I do a workshop, and uh, right now we have another one coming up here soon. Um, Again, if you're listening to this six months from the time this airs, it will be different, but I'll probably either have a replay or I will have a uh, a new one that I'm doing. So if you wanted to check that out where I cover, you know, all of the phases, the five phases I call it, and that can be found at the information that is at theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. And from there, like I said, I'll uh, take you through, you know, in this workshop for about just about an hour is what I, I kind of allocate for the teaching aspect of it. But then also at the end, I do live Q and a, uh, and these are really, really a lot of fun. It's kind of similar to this ask Scott, but it's, it's live and, um, and it's actually walking through the different phases and I call it chunks. It's we're chunking it down. It sounds like you have a pretty good base started already of what you need to do, um, but you maybe just need a little bit more clarifications on some certain areas. The podcast um, has everything that you would need. The workshop really does as well. Um, so I would just urge you to go back to that start page or check out one of our workshops and hang out with us there and we can kind of cover it um, on that. So uh, that's my answer. Um, really, there's not much I can give you in details in you know a short five minute little um, you know answer here, but those right there are going to be probably your best resources to go ahead and uh, and really lay out the foundation and the steps to move forward in this business. All right. So I want to thank everyone for their questions. If you have a question that you want answered and possibly aired on this particular podcast, you can go ahead and head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask. And I've got a bunch, a bunch that are piling up a little bit. And that's why I'm going to try to continually do these on Fridays. I may even have to do a bonus one where I knock out another five or 10. Um, and I get a ton of questions on the workshop. Um, I actually go through all of the questions after the fact. And I may even do a bonus round um, here and there, maybe even get my buddy Chris Schaefer, who's an Amazon consultant. And uh, he uh, he can probably sit in and we can knock them out as well. And, uh, you know, I think it'd just be very, very helpful um, for if you either can't attend a workshop and you wanted to be there on the live Q&A uh, to just kind of hear the questions that are coming in. Because I do think the questions and the answers are very, very helpful. So once again, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. I really do appreciate it. If you have not left an iTunes review, if you would do that, you would be even cooler than you are right now. You'd be awesome. All right. So once again, thank you so much. Remember, I'm here for you, I'm rooting for you, and I believe in you, and I know that you can make this thing happen, but you have to do what? You guys all know what I'm going to say, at least I hope you do, take action. Take care, talk to you later.